we're giving our first impressions and talking about some things that made us happy. And here comes the night. Annie, I've got the DocuBuster alert ready to go. You won't need one because I'll just make a new one. Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 90. listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. And we are giving our first impressions about episode seven of season five of Lost Girl, Here Comes the Night, which just makes me want to break out into Patti Smith's Because the Night song, but I won't. I might, but I'll try not to. (laughs) You did the other day. Why not? I know. I know. Because the night. (laughs) Belongs to love us. There we go. I'll try to stop. (laughs) Should we then like segue into Lady Gaga's Marry the Night if we're doing variations on the night songs? Isn't that also a movie from a couple years ago? I don't know Marry the Night or I would do a medley. But I mean, the the name of this episode is the name of a song. It's just not the songs that we've mentioned. (laughs) Irony. First impressions, what we thought about the episode. Who wants to go first? Annie. Annie, do you want to go first? (laughs) Oh, you're going to make me go first. I was trying to save my squeals for last. I apologize to anybody who heard me on the East Coast Central time and around the world. Those were my squeeze of (laughs) joy and pounding my desk going, oh, my God. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, It was... (laughs) The look on her face, everybody. Oh, I it see. Is, I missed the look on my oh face. My I, I'm not looking at It was at so my... content. It was, it was like she was a, a five-year-old who was asleep. It was... <laughs> her eyes are practically glowing. Yes. <laughs> wow, that was... It, honestly, I was a little surprised that uh, Bo and Lauren seemed to come together in that way. I don't know. I just... I was like, ugh. I wasn't expecting them to. And for Lauren to have so many friggin' awesome... Breakout, just badass moments, and uh, even the uh, ancients, and for them to continue with their evil plotting and scheming, and that evil birthday candle, the Artemis candle relighting again, can't mean good things. But I have to watch it again. I'm very overwhelmed by squeeze and feels. But uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. But I do have to say, I I thought it was great bit of acting from Rachel. And Anna, and that last scene with Tamsin and Bo. So, even though some people said, well, we saw this coming, I was just, I was really sad for Tamsin. And I just, I don't know. I hope she doesn't do anything rash, but we know Tamsin. I get the feeling a big shitstorm is coming for everybody next week, because it's the end of the first half of the season. We'll see. Hold, kind of holding my breath. Not everybody is squeeable on Lost Girl for long, i.e. happy. I definitely will take the happy for now. How about you, Chris? What did you think? I liked it. I liked it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That just sounds so... (laughs) I'm just going to be straightforward after Annie's explosion of glee. As Annie was about three quarters of the way through that, I'm like, you know what? I should just like focus on brevity here. Is it it overcompensating? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I liked it too. I I thought it was... I don't know. It was a little clunky, but I thought there were some really good scenes in the episode. And overall, it made me 
generally, the episode made me happy. This is probably my favorite episode of the season since 501. I was going to say, I I, I I think Michael Grassi's episodes have been our favorites collectively of the season, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. But, you know, the whole oracles making people tell truths, it was an okay device. And again, I think it facilitated some good scenes, but it was perhaps a a little on the expositiony side. But I I liked it. I'll leave that at that, Chris, too. (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) I liked it a lot. But, but better more <laughs> exposition than less exposition, right? I mean, a lot of this stuff is stuff we kind of been waiting for. At least some people have been waiting for. Well, uh, me personally, I felt like they repeated things that we already knew. That was my frustration with Well, it. okay. They made yeah, for I've, good I've scenes. I felt that. I felt like the a actors across the board, the actor acting was, was really good this week. But mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of the things, it was stuff we already knew. It wasn't super revelatory for me. But I think people were satisfied because we wanted to see hear it said on screen. And it had been a while since people had spoken their truths, I guess, to Bo. I'm always a fan of show, don't tell. So it was a little too telly for me. I'd rather oh, more I showy. Know. Oh, the sex was showy. So let's talk about things that made us happy this week. We'll start with Annie. <laughs> so Chris <laughs> and I everybody know already how long knows. that we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Annie. Thank you. <laughs> I love the term docu dance now. Oh, so, wow. is that a term now? Fandom. Stop putting docu in every on top of everything. <laughs> but it's fun, <laughs> Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie uh, just wants to pop my bubble, and I'm not going to let her. Docu babies. Stephanie's docu irritated. Docu irritated. I'm docutated. <laughs> docutated. <laughs> Okay, I'll just say, I loved the dance, but I loved how Lauren used it as a vehicle to tell Bo she's to trust her and that she's had this plan all along, then that, in essence, you know, she doesn't work for anybody, she works for herself, she led it to sex! So, <laughs> I, and I, even though I'm like, where the hell did this bed come from? Okay, it's a lab, it's a hospital. <laughs> I think they were on the floor, weren't they? I don't know, I don't care. But... We know Bo is on top, so she's finally like, okay, how about I get the top this time? It's been a long time since we've done this. Let's switch positions. No, okay, you keep saying that. I think that they've demonstrated that they are both flexible. Oh, yeah, it's Bo fine. Bo has talked to Lauren nice. several times. They, they switch off. Mm. Well, anyway, it was nice to see Bo switch off, so. <laughs> is it the docu-switch? The docu-switch, <laughs> yes. Curse you, Chris. Curse you. <laughs> I didn't even say it this time. <sighs> I think that, okay, so I think that whole portion Doc, was... you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was, I think that was number one. And number two was... Uh, that was number one. <laughs> yes, the whole docu scene. I know. You know. <sighs> but, and then... I love what someone tweeted. Is Lauren taking Korov McGraw because she just smashes the the glass with her elbow and takes out the axe? You know, and goes, I'm not afraid anymore. And I'm like, yes! And I just literally pounded my desk like this. I was so happy to see this, you know, awesome, confident, badass Lauren. And then my third thing was Bo and Lauren on the case of the, I guess it was the other ancient that Ebony was dating. And Lauren's 80, was it 82 or 83% throwing skills. 82. 82%. And of course, it's in the rain, so we get wet docubus, so that's always a plus. But it was nice to see them on the case, so 
how was the sex? How was the document sex? Not in your list, Annie. It was. It wasn't that whole first thing. That was number one. <laughs> that was number one. It was the docubus dance leading into the docubus sex. Oh, and okay. then... <sighs> Pay attention. Yeah. And then I wish I we could stay here forever and I say my screen, me too. <sighs> happy size this week. Happy size. Okay, I'm done. How about you, Chris? What made you happy? <laughs> number one, and I might be the only one who says this, but I thought this episode was really, really pretty. Cinematically? Cinematography-wise, like... I know everybody was complaining about it being really dark, and it was really dark, but there was a reason for it being so dark. It felt to me- Stephanie is laughing at me. I can't see the document sex! It's too blue! (laughs) I kept thinking, like, is is this the show, like, a a little nod to us complaining about how dark it was last season? They were like, you want to see dark? We'll show you dark. (laughs) I know! I'm like, I'm turning up the brightness on my screen, it's not doing anything! Still can't see. I was thinking about that and the fact that last season while they were filming, there was an actual blackout in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I remember that. While yeah. they were filming. And so I'm like, I wonder if this inspired this episode. No, it worked that it was so dark, but I just had that thought. Like, is this them kind of getting you know, a little commentary on our complaining? <laughs> They're screwing with us. I know, but bit. it's like you literally can't see some scenes. And I'm like, it's like the opening scene. I had a, My computer was oh, being Oh, really I thought there weirder. was something wrong with... Like the, the yeah, they they really clearly did like a filter yeah. thing. Yeah, probably like, post production because they filmed it in bright daylight. Well, probably because yeah. that way it films better. But then you have to do that. It's actually a pretty common. Yeah, but it just it the color looks so off. Well, to be fair, when a tornado season is it is upon us and you do get a tornado that comes through, it the sky does look a weird color, bluish. Green. Yeah, it it gets kind of green. Yeah, yeah. So that that was actually. Even though I was worried that there was something wrong with my recording for a second, I was like, oh, okay. That's actually semi-act. But, yeah, I could see what they were going for, Chris. But, yeah, it was it was literally really hard to see in a lot of scenes. No, I know. But, but like, the, the Dyson and Bo scene in the gym where it wasn't really Bo. That was beautiful. And it was so, so dark, but the way they lit it was so... I thought it was, like, elegantly hard to see. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird way to phrase it, but you guys know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yes. So, number one, so pretty. (laughs) Number two, Alicia saved herself. And I just get very excited when that sort of thing happens. Yes. Yes. Because the ancient formerly known as Kevin Brown was all gadflies at Dyson, which apparently gadflies in the face is Dyson's weakness (laughs) because he didn't do anything as soon as that happened. He didn't or anything, I know. I was like, really, Dyson? Not not even gonna like run through the swarm of gadflies to attack the guy who's choking out his host body's wife like that? I was a little disappointed at Dyson, quite frankly. But anyway, pity litter and gadflies are apparently Dyson's big weaknesses. <laughs> I, I liked that she, for one thing, figured out that it wasn't him, right? Because marshmallows, and then actually like took the initiative when he was trying to kill her and and fought back. I get excited about that sort of thing. I agree. I was pleased with that, too. I was pleasantly surprised. Yep. And then I also liked that, the, I know it's a gimmick, and I know Stephanie's maybe a little annoyed with it, but I like the whole speaking their truth thing. <laughs> I like it. I'm not speaking strictly of the oracles and going around and getting everybody to deliberately speak their truth, but I think there's a lot of truth speaking surrounding that like it's just it's a theme in the episode and i i enjoyed it go for it stephanie okay 
So first of all, I thought the music was really good in this episode. I mm-hmm. Annie's mentioned a couple times like, oh, I like this song. And I've actually been really disappointed with the music choices this season. They haven't particularly stood out to me as noticeable, which is unusual. Usually, you know, by now I have a couple of songs that they feature that I thought, oh, that's a great song. But I hadn't had one yet. And this one, the one that I really liked was a song I already knew, Tell It Like It Is by by Aaron Neville, which is just, he's a beautiful soul singer. And I just, one of my favorite songs. It's a great song. Another song about truth telling. It, exactly. <laughs> and of that, of Tied course, was the song playing when, when Bo and Lauren were dancing. And then I thought the, the song that they played when Tamsin came in and caught, well, didn't caught, but, uh, you know, saw Bo and Lauren having sex. I thought that was a great little lyric moment for Tamsin because it's talking about how, you know, I wanted to run away with you, leave all my troubles behind. I wanted to run away with you. And she gets her little heart crushed. Uh, But anyway, so the music made me really happy this episode. And then Vexy getting a little action made me really happy. (laughs) It kind (laughs) of creeped me out. I was like, whoa. But that made me happy because they have been very, very free with having the female characters on the show be sexually fluid, but have not been as free with the male characters. And while we've had some some male-male couples kiss on the show, there's never been, like, sexiness on, on the show between two guys. And I have said a couple of times, like, where are, where's the, where are the queer guys on the show? And I think Vex has always been a... They've indicated that he was a queer character, but he's also been very desexualized most of the time he's been on the show. So it made me really happy that they included a little sexy scene between two men on the show. And I actually really liked the scene. Fake Mark, I like. I like fake Mark. Can we keep fake Mark? <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I just thought that, that Paul Amos was really good in that scene. I really liked the way that he played it. Very surprised, but also very vulnerable. I don't. I just thought the scene was great. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then my third thing that I really liked, I'm just going to throw it in here. I really liked the Bo and Dyson scenes. Not saying I didn't like the Bo and Lauren scenes, Annie, but I thought the scenes, but the two scenes between Bo and Dyson, where, where the one of them was seeing the oracles, were really good. I thought Chris Holden Reed was just excellent in this episode, and I loved those two scenes between the two of them. And since I knew you were going to throw a lot of love toward Bo and Lauren, I just wanted to say I also really liked the Bo and Dyson stuff in this episode. No, it doesn't mean I didn't appreciate the Bo and Dyson scenes. Oh, like, I know, I, I know. I thought acting-wise, everybody <laughs> did a great job with this episode, although Vex and Mark, I think it's just because Mark hasn't been my favorite character, and I just that just came out of left field for me. That that takes me a while to get, that will take me a while to get used to, but you know, as for Vex being a, you know, if he has interests in Mark, that's great. I think that's, as you said, it's a great direction for the show to finally show male-male sexuality. So those are some of the things that made us happy. We'd love it if you'd tell us the things that made you happy as well as your first impressions of this episode. You can go and leave a comments on the show notes over at drinksofthedoll.com slash 90. You can also send an email to feedback at drinksofthedoll.com. And we love getting voice messages. You can call and leave a voicemail at 972-514-7223. Or you can send a message using your computer or a mobile device by clicking on the send message tab on the right hand side of our website. I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks at the Doll. My name is Stephanie. There's my document sex. My name is Annie. And my name is Brevity. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.